Thank you.
Hallelujah. Once again, you're all welcome to today's new ground. And I want, first of all, I want us to take our offertory, first offertory, and let's pray over it. First of all, I want us to take our offertory, and we pray over it. And when we are done, we can bring it before the altar. Oh, my God. 
brand new stock to someone else. Anyone that will make it in the program, we take it to good news. We take it to good news. We take it to good news. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We take it to good news. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah, before we continue, since it's a collaboration of uh, Rima Citadel Ministry, please you can, you can sit down. God bless you for coming. Since it's a collaboration of Rima Citadel Ministry and uh, International Council of Clergy, there's a need for an introduction of ICC. Amen. There is a need. So uh, I don't know whether, even if you know. Let's say you know the vision of ICC. Yes, still there is a need. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So that is the reason why we were encouraging each other. We gave some cheat to invite people so that when they come around, there will be an introduction towards them. But uh, the cheat that we give to people, we have not seen it anything. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we give cheat that if you invite people because the program that we are doing, even though it's a collaboration program. But it's also a means whereby we can also inform people. We can use it as a platform to inform people concerning the system conference. And even next week, book lunch. Yeah, next week, book lunch, there will be an introduction of ICC at the book lunch. But next week, uh, Bishop Dr. Sari is coming all the way from Accra. Amen. Amen. Yeah, he's coming. Uh, normally, the one who's supposed to be like the one who's supposed to line the book was Archbishop, but he was saying as we were talking, he was saying that the time that you come will be December. So that is the reason why we push Dr. Sari. He, he said that he want Dr. Sari to to represent him. So next week, Dr. Sari is coming. Dr. Sari and Bishop Mary, they are coming. Are you getting it? So next week. We will use the book lunch as a medium to send, so our chats have been made ready. And when they write their names and numbers, we will use the same book lunch as a means and medium to talk about the 16 December conference. Amen. Because honestly, I don't know about you, me, I know. 
and I've seen it. That 16 December is, is that particular encounter is my encounter to the next level. I don't know about you. So maybe uh, some of you, that's the reason I say, I'm preparing for my next level. So as Archbishop is coming to me, the way I'm, I'm ready, you know, <laughs> the way I'm preparing myself, waiting in an account, I'm preparing myself so that I can receive impartation. I get it. So that is the reason why anything that I'm doing, my mind is on the system. Anything that I'm doing, my mind is on the system. Amen. Amen. My expectation is on the system, December. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, so without wasting my time, our assistant director of training and organization is our next. And the person of Apostle Joseph Asamabasco. Let's welcome him as he give us an introduction of ISIS. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, we thank God for our gathering. And as Bishop said, it was a means for us to get people that are not with us to hear of ICC. But um, I believe probably they're on their way coming. And by the time that um, um, we will zoom into the nitty gritties of the program, we might. They might have been here. We believe so. And so without much ado, um, I believe we know a lot about ICC. So this introduction is more or less like a, a refresher reintroduction of what ICC is about. Yes, so it was okay to mind the things you already know. But before I start, um, I want to say that ICC now has a website. And so, um, the URL, the address of the website, I believe has been shared on the page for you all. I want to entreat you to visit the page once in a while, especially with the content that has been provided, the write-ups. What we did was, based on what took place, um, we observed the event and the programs, the pictures, and then wrote some articles about them. And so I still believe they are not perfect. We can polish it up. And so I want to encourage each and every one of you who has a smartphone to find time, visit the page, read. Maybe there might have been some omissions here and there. So together we all help correct it. We cannot do it by ourselves as an individual. So it's a collective effort. So I entreat all of you, just visit the site. The URL is internationalcouncilofclergy.org. We will be having another URL, probably a shortened version of that, so that um, those who can recall this lengthy one will have the opportunity to use that one. And so that is a new um, information coming from the context of ICC. And so as ICC, I mean for short, it's ICC, but then the long name is International Council of Clergy. And our vision is to establish an apostolic and governmental church order through our generation. In our generation, through the fivefold ministry. So what that simply stands for is that in every organization, in every sect, there is something that drives the organization. 
think about even the secular organizations that you know. Some of us are privileged to be in institutions of higher learning, institutions that um, pertains to, let's say, a product or a goal to become relevant. And so, what basically drives them is their vision. That is what it stands for. So that is ICC. What we stand for is to ensure there is order in our church through the fivefold ministry. That is what we have been called to. And so we ensure that we align with that and then all our efforts, all our doings and dealings are channeled to realizing that vision. We also have a mandate. And the mandate is to create a global bridge between nations by making available a common ministerial platform for all those seeking cross-cultural and global ministerial events irrespective of your tribe, color, or where you live in the world. So, ICC, our mandate, as already read by just to coordinate effects, is to ensure that um, we bridge the gap that exists between what ministries. What does that imply? But that implies you having a ministry in your corner somewhere, and then probably you call beyond the walls of your ministry, or even your nation. But then with the help of ICC, or ICC would realize a vision or a dream of you seeing your ministry going beyond those boundaries. And so that is one of our core mandates. Two, we also train, organize, ordain, and consecrate men and women into their five-fold ministry through conferences and seminars globally. We ensure training is done for our members that are brought on board. As is with any other thing, any other group inside you find yourself. If you get in there as a newbie, what you are doing to is that you are taken through training. So you align with the tenets, you align with the beliefs. It's like you are oriented to form parts and parcel of the organization that you've chosen to align with. So ICC is of no exception. We organize trainings. Trainings in the area of ministerial credentials, certification, trainings that pertains to any other thing that would help you realize your dream or your vision as you may call them to. We ordain and consecrate. So men that are seeking to be established or be officially adored into their respective ministerial callings, we do such through consecration and ordination. And this, all of these things are done through our conference that we organize. So one of such conferences that we do is what we are privileged to study today. That is what we do. ICC is not only in Ghana. We have various branches across the globe. Notable across the globe are in these countries. We have America. In America, yes, specifically talking about um, South America, which is the Cayman Islands. And then Jamaica. We are also in Canada, France. We are in South Africa, 
Sierra Leone, Kenya, Kenya, Nigeria, of course, Liberia, and the UK. And so, if you happen to have a colleague or a friend who is into a ministry, and then we want to align with a, a council, an organization that will drive their vision to the end without any issues or hiccups, we recommend that you invite them to be part of the ICC in those countries that have been listed. Yes, ICC is made up of people. And how you become one of such people is by commitments. So that is financial commitments. And so what makes one become a member is to pay your membership fees. But before that, you fill your membership forms. And then you study your course modules for the five-fold ministry. So this is where we will take it through, as we mentioned earlier, in our vision, our, mi our mission, our mandate. We will take you through the five-fold ministry, what it entails, that is the module one. And that one is actually a free course model. So we take you through that you are well versed in it, and after which you test your ability towards, um, let's say, give back to us what you have learned through an exams. And after which you attend an interview. So the interview phase, as unknown to many of us, it's a, a new on the items that have been added. All because we want to be able to ensure that the proper people have been brought on board. So if it's an interview, yes, of course, we have added that to ensure and check the sort of individuals that we want in the organization. Though we want numbers, we don't know what's just numbers. We want numbers with quality. So that is the reason for the introduction of the interview. And then, if you are into um, coming for honorary doctorates, yes, we offer honorary doctorates as part of our ordination and consecration activities. And so you pay an honorary doctorate fee. Consecration of duration fees as I earlier So we have two kinds of payments that you have to commit to. That is a membership, and then after which, if you are coming for any of those ordination um, and consecration, you pay that requirements fee to be fully adapted. So I want to just touch on the fees that have been outlined, the official figures containing the various fees. So for membership, it's 35 US dollars, um, equivalent to 407.57, but even this, because the dollar is not constant, the city equivalent might have reviewed upward in as we speak. So 35 US dollars. If we do the conversion, you will get to know the current equivalent amount. That is for normal membership. For reverend, if you are coming for the ordination consecration as a reverend minister, you pay higher than 50 US dollars, which is also equivalent to a city amount. That amount, at the time of compilation of the documents, was 1,474.5 
know, sees. But that is also what's reviewed because, like I said, the dollar does not stay constant. For prophets, evangelists, and apostles, you also pay 350 US dollars. It also has a city equivalent, but for the sake of time, let me just move on. For bishops, you pay 500 US. Also equivalent to a certain amount, quite high, but then the equivalence would have changed the what is here at the moment. Then there is an ordinary document, which is 600 US dollars. Also equivalent to a certain amount in Ghana cities. But Reverend, that is also what changed because of the dollar rate. So, um, in brief, there are several other things that we can talk about, but because of time, we wouldn't want to burden you so much. ICC is also on the, the web or the media or social media. So if you go to Facebook, you can find ICC there. You can subscribe. I believe all of you here have already subscribed to the Facebook page. And so we would recommend that you share the page or the link on your various groupings in the various social media platforms. Our focus is to be able to have other social media platforms on board so that um, we would together broaden our reach and then also be able to use that as a platform to invite and then uh, make known to others about ICC. And so our next target will be to go to Telegram and then um, have uh, a link also on YouTube to stream most of our programs going forward. And so that is essentially what we have for ICC for this moment. Thank you for your listening time and attention. God bless you, Apostle, for such a wonderful. Uh, I believe everything is clear. Yeah. Uh, we see that even uh, there has been an update towards our previous listing. Please let's uh, let's focus on what as we are about to enter into the way. Let's focus on God. Let's focus on God. Father, we thank you. Mandabasho kabranda la musa kabranda la ba. Re kabrado lobo shabrada la ba bose kabrada la ba musa. Re kabra abrado lobo shi kabrada abra kabrado lobo shi kabra. Mandaya lobo shi kabrada la ba bose abrada ba. Mandaya lobo shi kabrada la. Mandaya lobo shi kabrada la ba ba. Re kabrada la ba bose abrada la ba bose kabra. Mandaya lobo shi kabrada la ba. Mandaya lobo shi kabrada la ba bose abrada la ba. Mandaya bolu bushi kabra dala ba bushi kabala ba mandaya bolu bushi kabra dala ba dala ba dala ba mandaya bolu bushi kabra dala ba dala ba dala ba mandaya bolu bushi kabra dala ba dala ba dala ba mandaya bolu bushi kabra dala ba dala ba dala ba 
thank you, Holy Ghost. Say good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you for the angels. Thank you, Lord, for the activation. We thank you for the new dimension. Thank you for the oil of power and authority that is available this morning. Thank you for your life. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your the cross. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you, Spirit of God, I pray. And as I'm about to minister, may I not just minister by the ways of men, but may I minister under the demonstration of your influence and your power. I pray that as we have gathered, that today is a prophetic power. Let your people experience power. Let your people experience power. Let anyone here under the sound of my voice, as the person lives here, let everything that he or she does walk under your influence and your power. In the name of Jesus, let the oil, the authority, the power anointed be activated in the life of your people. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are happy to be in the presence of Jesus, I want you to give Jesus a big shout of praise. We thank God for today. And many a times, it's good. One thing I've realized that when God is about to do something, or when God is about to unfold something, especially in a mysterious way or in a very powerful way, He doesn't count. The many. Amen. Amen. He used the few around. And this morning, our number here is not an accident. Amen. Amen. Our number here is not an accident. It's according to the purpose of God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And those who couldn't make it, or those who are coming, those who couldn't make it, they will lose. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So the theme is prophetic power. And it's about why the Holy Ghost sent Jesus into the wilderness. One time I asked someone, why is it that the Holy Spirit sent Jesus into the wilderness? The person said that because of temptation. <laughs> Amen. And I said, oh, what you said is true, but that is not the main... God is not too wicked to send a man to a place to be tempted. So that is the reason why when people are facing... When people are in a period of wilderness, they think that God, God, God is destroying them. Amen. Amen. Yeah. They think that God is destroying them. And when you read 
First Corinthians, that's my key scripture. This scripture, I like it very so much. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 1. The Bible says that, let men count you as ministers of Christ. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 1 to 2. The Bible says that, let a man so count of us as of the ministers of Christ and the stewards of the mysteries of God. Amen. And the stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. So I always tell people that it's easy to become a minister of Christ, but it's not easy to become a steward of God. Amen. Amen. Because there are three vital realms of God. The realm, the first. Uh, realm is the, the realm of secret. God is always in the realm of secret. So the Bible says that the secret things belong to God. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse number 28. 29, verse 29. And the things that are revealed, they belong to us and our children. And anytime when I get an opportunity to talk to people, I tell them that whenever we read the Bible and we get different understanding, of the Bible. It's a sign that we are all operating in the realm called Revelation. The basic realm that every Christian supposed or every believer supposed to operate in our journey with God is the realm of Revelation. Amen. But this one crowd, people are still battling even to come to the realm of Revelation. But there is a realm called the mystery, the mysterious realm or the the realm of mysteries. The realm of mysteries will tell you that Genesis chapter 1 means one message. Amen. Genesis chapter 2 or the whole book of Genesis means one message. That's the realm of mystery. Amen. Amen. And mystery, the, the realm of mystery, because we cannot comprehend and God is in the realm of, is always in the atmosphere of secrets. It becomes difficult for people to understand what God is doing. So until a man comes to the realm of mystery, you, you cannot even appreciate God. Until you come to the, the, the realm of mysteries, you will never appreciate God. And whenever you are able to come to that realm, God sees you as a steward. So when Jesus was talking to the disciples, he said that the knowledge about the secret of the kingdom of God is given to you, but to, to those who we are not. So it's a sign that all the 12, the, the 12 apostles who were working with Jesus, they were stewards, they carried revelation. That was the reason why you check the Bible, you see that Peter, who was just a common fisherman, was able to write a book. Because there was... If Peter has not written the book of First uh, Peter, Second Peter, there will be no book called First Peter, Second Peter. It's a mystery. It was a secret of God. It was a message inside God. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is the reason why by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. So you see that from Genesis to Revelation, they are all what we call logos, which is the written word. 
And God, in his own wisdom, keeps on revealing his mysteries. And by the revelation of the Holy Spirit, I've got to understand that the reason why, you see, Jesus, everything that Jesus came to do in this life is for our good. Any place where you saw Jesus going was not for himself. Anything you saw Jesus doing was not for any other thing. He was not even doing it for his the father. He was doing it for man. Amen. That's why the Bible makes us understand that God became a man. And when he became a man, the reason why he went into the Jordan River is for, for to establish the anointing of a Christian. If Jesus has never gone into the Jordan River, no one, no one will have the right to be called a Christian. Because Jordan is a place of spiritual rebirth. So when the prophets started prophesying about Jesus Christ, when Elijah was about to be taken, the Bible says he went to a place called Gilgal which is a place of uh, religion. Then he moved to a place uh, called what? Jericho. From Jericho, that is a place of uh, retirement. Then he went to Bethel, the house of God. Then he went to Jordan, a place of spiritual rebirth. And you understand that when Naaman was was uh, the, the, the leper, Nehemiah. When you want healing, the prophet Elisha never introduced him to any other river but the river Jordan. <laughs> Amen. The reason why he introduced him to the river Jordan because in the olden days, when you are a leper, you are seen as a sinner. So, you see, what Elijah, Elisha, Moses, all of them were doing was a typology of what Jesus, the anointing Jesus is about to release. Amen. Yes. So, when you read the Bible very well, the Bible makes us understand that when Naaman went and washed at the pool seven times, his skin became like a newborn person. That is new creation. That is new creation. So there's something about Jordan River. So when Jesus also went to the Jordan River, who is the fulfillment of what we call Christianity? When he went into the river, John the Baptist met him. He said that yeah, there's no need for me to baptize you. He said, no, to fulfill all righteousness because it has been said about me. And through shadows and types of prophets, they have been revealed that through this river that there will be what we call spiritual what? Rebirth. So he said that, let it be so to fulfill all righteousness. So the Bible says that Jesus was taken into the water, which is a symbol meaning that I will die and he came out from the water, which is a symbol meaning that I will be resurrected. And the Holy Spirit came upon him. That's the first dimension of the anointing. Amen. Amen. That's the first dimension of the anointing. So it's a sign that anyone who becomes born again, you are anointed. Amen. Amen. 
But that one, that anointing, we call it the birthright. The birthright anointing. So when we read John chapter 1, verse number 12, the Bible said that, but as many as received, today he gave power. Eh? He gave what? Power to become the sons of God. So that is the power to become the birthright anointing. The birthright anointing. But from there, Jesus, when he restored the spirit of a man, and uh, he also understood that the soul of man is corrupted, and he, he made restoration within the spiritual changes. He understood that even though now man has the birthright, but there is something that man lacks, that until man has, man cannot dominate the earth. Amen. So I want you to understand that anything that was given to man in the Garden of Eden from Genesis chapter 1, that man lost, were the things that Jesus came to restore. Amen. Amen. He came to, so if, if you check it very well, you understand that in the Jordan River, Jesus was restoring the image of God and the likeness of God. That is the reason why you are called a Christian. Because he is called Christ, the anointed one. And you are called Christians, the anointed ones. And he said that as many as believe, he gave power to become the sons of God. And the Bible said that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, they said, let us create man in our own image. In our own image and after our likeness. So which means that man is just like God. Man is a son of God. Amen. Amen. But man lost just like the prodigal son. He lost, the, he lost like the, you see, the parable of the prodigal son is talking about God and his two sons. That is the, that is the meaning of the message. It's not talking about uh, the whole story and, no, it's talking about God and his two sons. It's talking about God, Jesus, and Adam. The parable of the prodigal son. The prodigal son, eh? the prodigal son is Adam, man. The prodigal son there is man. Because the firstborn of God is Jesus Christ. When Adam came to the scene, Jesus was already there. He was the firstborn. But the firstborn said, Father, give me all the things, my property. And he left Eden. So, you see, if you check the parable that Jesus was talking, he was talking about a man with his children, God and his son. So, Adam was treated as a son of God. God and his son in Eden. Whom one said that, Father, give me my share and let me live out of Eden. Amen. Are you following? So the Bible is very simple when you follow the Holy Ghost. The Bible becomes very simple. It becomes very simple and lovely. It becomes an interesting book. It becomes the best book. It becomes the best book. I'm telling you. It becomes the best book. You see, uh, just recently, as you see, we are uh, this book that we are going to the faithful steward. 
God has given me a second expanded edition. <laughs> that was the reason why I said that yesterday I couldn't sleep. Yesterday the whole night I couldn't sleep. I was screaming. Give me a, a, an expanded edition. Very expanded. This one it, it cut across the it cut across everywhere. Marriage and everything. The spirit of stewardship. The spirit of stewardship is actually the spirit of leadership. <laughs> Yeah. So anyone who doesn't want to be a steward can be a leader. And anyone is born automatically to be a leader. Wherever you find yourself, you'll be a leader. The basic leader is to become a parent. <laughs> so whether you like it or not, you'll be a leader. <laughs> you'll be a leader of something. So it's all about stewardship. Amen. Yeah. So when you follow the Holy Spirit, he takes you deeper. So the Holy Spirit was telling me that after Jesus, so that's the reason why Jesus said that I need to go to, into this water to fulfill all righteousness. Because if I don't go to this water, the likeness and the image of man will never be restored. So that's why I'm saying that Christianity now, yeah, and I said Christianity Jesus came, you see, even the devil and those other religions, you know, they are they 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 are telling people to follow them, and everything that they are doing, they are doing it for themselves. It's only Christianity that I've realized that the leader was not doing it for himself, but he was doing it for others. It's only Christianity. Other religions, all that is is for myself. Because if the devil, if you are if you are working with the devil, you, you must bring your soul and you should start working for him. But if you are working for God, or if you are working with God, your soul is liberated and He protects you. So from there, when the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus to commission what we call Christianity, so you understand that in the Garden of Eden, sorry, in the River Jordan, that was the day Christianity was established. That was the day the likeness. So I've realized that I am created my 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 creation and formation in the likeness and the image of God is is never destroyed. Rather, it's rather what restored. So I am supposed to live a better life, far better than Adam. So that is the reason why you see. That is the reason why you understand that Adam could call names. When you have the image and the likeness of God. When Jesus entered the river, entered the river Jordan and he came out, he could walk on the sea. He <laughs> could call things and it would be. He could tell the tree and the tree would die. So it's a sign that Jesus was, that's why the Bible said, the Bible called him the second Adam. He was unfolding and he was doing things. Eh? Things that the first man couldn't do. The limitation. Eh? The limitation of the first man. He took us beyond the limitation of the first man. And the Bible said that the Holy Spirit. That is why the Holy Ghost led Jesus. The reason why I took you there, I want you to understand that there's a difference between an anointing that comes on you when you become a Christian, 
and an anointing that comes on you for authority. Amen. 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 When, you when you become born again, you receive an anointing to become a Christian. You, you, you automatically have the likeness and the image of God, which devils and everyone, everyone who understands the mysteries of God knows that now you are. But for you to possess, for you to possess the blessings, for you to control the blessings, because right now, as I'm talking to you now, the devil is still on, on agreements. Amen. Amen. The devil is still on agreement. So, the Bible said that, and Jesus being led, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan. He returned from Jordan. He returned from the likeness and the image of God and was led by the same Holy Spirit into the wilderness. Amen. Amen. Please control the baby. <laughs> into the what? Wilderness. And the question is, why is it that the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness? It's because, you see, the reason why the Holy Spirit never led Jesus into a garden, but rather a wilderness, is because when God previously, please, please, can you excuse us? Hey, stop it. Amen. Amen. The reason why God never introduced him into a garden, but rather a wilderness, is because the garden was already provided to man, and man turned the garden into wilderness. Amen. Amen. So whenever we say worldly, the world is actually a wilderness. <laughs> the world is actually a wilderness. Because when everything was done and uh, after man rebelled and everything, the Bible makes us understand that God said that the land is cursed. Everything was destroyed. So it's a sign that even the things that will make man happy. You see, I, when I read the Bible, I realized that the, four, the river that divided into four, the four rivers of God, the four rivers of God, one means, the first one means rapid, like passport. So God, God, in his own wisdom, the garden that he gave to man, that by this garden, in passport, like you are not supposed to be just there, you should passport. So it's not like now you are coming to ask me I've, I've done it. It was bath to bath for to, uh, to to be fruitful, to increase and to be rapid. Speed. So it's a sign that God is not interested about you becoming slow. Amen. Amen. God is not interested about you becoming what? Slow. So that is the reason why one river one river which was coming from the throne, which is the river, whatever we say, that river is talking about the Holy Spirit. 
which break into four. Eh? Are you following? Yes. Are you following? We are going deeper. We are going deeper in the Bible. So, man changed the garden. It was not God who changed the garden too. What else? It was man who changed the garden. So, it's we ourselves who, who have changed our garden into a wilderness. So, Jesus has to go to the wilderness and make sure that the wilderness become a garden. <laughs> he makes sure that the wilderness becomes a garden. Because God introduced the people of Israel to make sure that the wilderness, they couldn't, they couldn't do it. He introduced men before Christ. No one could do it. No one could change to restore. No one could restore the wilderness into back into the garden state. Except Jesus. So that's why the Holy Spirit led him. He led him into the wilderness. So it was not just a what you you were picturing a wilderness, but the Holy Spirit was picturing something that was already a garden. That was turned into a wilderness, which is an error. So many of, many people think that oh, uh, no. So it's a sign that the Holy Spirit was not happy that the garden of man, which was supposed to bring which was supposed to bring happiness, pleasant, like joy, has been turned to a wilderness. So it's not necessarily God is sending you into a wilderness, but rather God is sending you to a place where a garden has been turned to a wilderness. So anytime, <laughs> anytime you see yourself going to a wilderness experience, whereby you say, I'm going to a wilderness experience, whereby you say, I'm going to a wilderness, or whereby you say, God is saying, he's testing you, uh, humble, uh, he allowed the devil to tempt you, whatever. It's a sign that there is a garden that's supposed to, there is a garden that is going through an experience of wildness. Something is being wild, like, that is the reason why God is taking you to that That is the reason why. So many a times people focus on themselves. They don't focus on the garden. Because sometimes you can you can enter a family and you see that I said I said Uber is because there's an error something there's a wilderness there and it's it's not God who brought the wilderness into uh, that existence it is the people themselves so that's why the Holy Spirit leading and the Bible said being tempted and you see in the in the wilderness experience. Eh, just as Adam was influenced to change a garden into a wilderness, the same way the devil is, 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 a, is, a, is a place of battle. Wilderness experience is a place of battle. It's a place whereby you are about to prove God and the devil that you are interested about the garden of God. Because the devil, the wilderness here, it's not for God. God is not interested about wilderness. 
That's why the Bible said, and the spirit led him into the wilderness, and the devil came. The devil is always found in the wilderness. Because the devil always comes to cause wilderness. He always comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. <laughs> eh? The devil always comes to kill, to steal, and what? To destroy. That's what the devil comes to do. And that is, when he says stealing, killing, that's, that's wilderness. Why are you quiet? <laughs> why are you empty? Why are you quiet? Everything that you're doing is not working. So I was being tempted of the devil. So the devil will tempt you. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, afterward hunger. You see, Jesus never ate, but I believe, the Bible, said, the Bible didn't say that he was thirsty, he said he was hungry. But I, so I believe that water went on, but he never ate. That's the reason why we, we, we don't encourage dry fasting. 40, no, you die. Dry fasting, why are you three days? But, uh, Fasting with water, you can go. So Jesus, this particular fasting that Jesus went, it was on water. But Bible said he was. Bible didn't say he was thirsty. Say he was hungry. <laughs> Amen. Amen. He was hungry. He, there was those days he did eat nothing. He never eat anything. And you understand, you see, the last time I was telling you that fasting, <laughs> fasting is, is, is a spiritual thing. And fasting simply means what? You having spiritual information. So we thought that Jesus was not eating anything, but spiritually something was going on. There was a communication somewhere. You see, that was the reason why I understood when I read this scripture. And I understood why God was telling Adam and Eve not to eat. Like, not to get closer. Because that word fasting here, or that word fasting is information. So that was the reason why God was even preventing Adam and Eve from the devil. He was preventing Adam and Eve from the devil, from such information. Because whenever you withdraw from the information of the devil, the information that comes and you become attentive to God. The information that comes with you, the information of God. So within the period, so you see, anyone who says that you are doing fasting and you don't receive anything from God, I'm telling you, you are not fasting. You are starving. You don't even receive a word from God. You are not fasting. You are starving. Because sometimes... The, the, even the mind, the mind, how I've been now, they come to the no crown. It's more with your information. Yeah, I don't know. I saw it. I saw it. See, and you're fasting into me. Yeah, into no, you better detail me. It's more like throughout the activities. God is much concerned about what is in your mind, and what is in your mind is food already. <laughs> 
And that food, you know, you see, I always say that food, eh, food, eh, food is, is, is an information, it's a worldly information, it's, a, it's an information of wildness, I'm telling you. If you want to know someone who is, who, who is totally in, in a mess of wildness, worldly, they're checking life, with this say, you know, Whenever you are even talking with someone who is worldly, the first thing that comes into his mind is the empty. Say people say, "Na kuko kwa kwenye situation bima, kwenye bima, no, I can't stand in this place. Meeting, meeting, no, come to me, me name him Mano. No, no, we can't, we can't. Amen. It's a sign of worldliness, and it's a sign of wildness. So, you see. Apostle, whenever we talk about people who are, who are in an experience of wildness, if God should open our discernment and our reasoning and our understanding, we get to know that anyone who doesn't know God, you are actually in the midst of wildness. You are actually empty. But it's more like the reason why we... It's more like the Christians or we that have the image are rather becoming beggars because we lack the authority to fight. Because the devil, once you are in the status of wilderness, there's no need to fight you. Because you are my own. But once you are in the image of God, I have to fight you. Amen. Amen. So he went into the wilderness to tell the things that man has made it very wild into a garden. Back to a garden. And in the process of that, the Bible says that he fasted. He allowed divinity to take over. He allowed God to lead him. Through the 40 days. You see, this 40 days, this thing that Jesus did, he did it as normal as any man could do. But the reason why Jesus was able to overcome, one who said that, oh, because he was God. No. You see, one time a prophet was sharing a, a, a revelation that some people are saying that, oh, Jesus, when he was at the age of 12 years, he was doing something. No. He said that he had an encounter with Jesus and he had an encounter with the Spirit of Christ. And he said that no, he never did anything. He never did anything till the age 30. So what they are saying, they are saying it in order for you to make you feel inferior. So that you will be a shadow version of what you are supposed to be. He said that I started everything at the age of 30. So he said that throughout the 12 years to the that age, he was a carpenter man. He was just a normal person. He was eating, just doing things normal. Going to <laughs> everything that you do normal. <laughs> he was doing everything normal. He was a normal man. So that's why the Bible said, let this man be in Christ, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being form of God, taught him not, he, he was a man. Jesus was a man, 100%. Amen. So for Jesus to go through this, this, this particular uh, experience is a sign that no human being has an excuse to fail. 
Amen. Amen. Yeah, so to fail, in, to fail in this life is a decision. To fail in your battle with the, 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 the devil is a decision that you yourself you have taken already. It's a decision. <laughs> Hallelujah. Today I'm opening your eye so that you understand that after your birthright, you have the authority, eh, the anointing to overcome. The anointing to turn over scorpions and snakes. So the Bible says that, and the devil said unto you, if thou be the son of God, command this stone to be turned to bread. You see, in the, in the garden of Eden, he said that, eat the fruit. The same purpose of following me. Turn this stone to bread. Amen. Amen. And the Bible said that Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out uh, of the mouth of God. Amen. Amen. So I realized that life eh, is not about even what we eat. Because when I read this scripture, it said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. So the food we eat, because there are some people, they eat better food than us, but they are sick. Some of us here, because recently there was one cigarette, maybe now we only have our diet. And obese, so on all the on the Diana Crown of Share, one million under two seed. I have a chair, but would be a doctor or yare or yare serious. So it should tell you that it's not the food that we eat that normally contains the life, it is God. The word, the words of God, the words of God, which is can be in the form of logos, it can be in the form of what? Rima, the spoken word. And the Bible said, that, and the devil take him up into a high mountain and show him unto all the kingdoms of the world. So one thing you need to understand is that for you to, for you to change your wilderness into a garden, you need the power of God. You need the power of God. Apart from the anointing to become, you need the anointing to overcome. So Jesus went into the wilderness for the anointing to overcome. The anointing to overcome. So you, you see, you'll be surprised. Eh? You can be a Christian and you have the anointing to become, but still, things are not working for you because you lack the anointing to overcome. Because the anointing to overcome, the experience you go through will be different from the anointing to become. Because the experience that Jesus went into Jordan was even cheaper. Even the ability inside you will be tested. You see, the devil was testing the power or the the, the, the motives of Christ. If it, I believe that if it was Adam and God's husband, we should see power. I better tell you those today. Can we be with you? That's it, that's it, that's it. You will tell the loose today. You will tell it because one of our power won't show power. 
if you have power, show power. If you have power, show power. But Jesus never uh, showed his power. He never showed his power. He was, he was a man full of power, but he never showed his power. And the, the, this is one of the mistakes. One time, when I said this, when I was saying this is one of the mistakes prophets, some prophets are making. Yeah. They, they always want to show his power. Like Balaam. Don't go. Una unim cases. Una 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 wano kase bimtino a body mu cases. So you are going to curse the people. But God is saying don't go. See, you 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 this at this place, eh? At this place, I say that man shall not live by bread alone. And the Bible says that he took him into uh, the higher mountain. Man shall not be if you are a son of God, turn this loose to bread. This is the place where your trust will be. <laughs> yeah, you better check it. <laughs> Whereby God has given you the ability, and you know that indeed, ah, Jesus, Jesus, when stone on to be man in your bread, I will be on Antipuso. Obi Otimifa uh, five loaves, now be bread. Oh, it is possible that that stone could be bread. Simple. So it will come to a point whereby you have the ability. You like you can even raise the dead. And God will say that let the dead, let the dead bury their dead. Let the dead die. This one, let him die. I'm telling you, sometimes you'll be surprised that you're the Ufuaba. Then God will tell you, don't try to raise this one. Don't raise this one. Don't raise because Jesus could turn the loaves, the, the stone to bread, and it to be bread, and it to be correct bread. Ah, no crown, no crown. compare pan wine to so powerful than even pan wine to but yet still, Jesus never go contrary to the word of God. He made sure that the words of God was highly esteemed. You see, so in the, in the, in the process of having the anointing to overcome, the word of God should be the most important thing, the most focused thing in your life. Yes, because you need to turn a wilderness into a garden. All of us here, we have a garden. All of us here, we have a garden. We have, all of us here, we have a garden. Yes, we have a garden. You see, Adam's mistake, Adam's mistake, it was not affected in the garden of Eden. It affected generational intimacy. I said, that is the reason why we preach the gospel. That's why we say we are lost. So all of us say we have a garden. So it's a sign that you you have a wilderness, that you want you are turning that wilderness, that assassin into a garden. That will make you happy. That will bring you joy. A garden that God will visit you. A garden that God will have intimacy with you. Because you see, that's why you understand that the way sometimes people don't know that the way God wants to have intimacy with you is different from the way when you are in a, you are in a congregation. 
They should tell you that you have a garden. Because the Bible says that when Adam and Eve were in the garden, God could visit them. So you have a garden. And you need to tell the effect virus now garden You need to turn it into what? Uh, a garden. And for you to do that, you need the anointing to overcome. And in the process of having the anointing to overcome, you will battle with the devil because he's the ruler of this world. Yeah, he's the ruler of this world. He's the ruler of this world. And as you are battling with him, the only thing that you need or that, will, that you should focus is the word of God. Is it? There's nothing that you can do. Power, no. There's nothing that you can do to, to make the devil run away except the word of God. <laughs> he will never run away. He will never go. No matter the anointing. Because the devil knew that Jesus was anointed. One God. Until he said the word of God. And the Bible said, that, and the devil take him up into the high mountain and show him all the kingdoms of this world. In a moment of time, and the devil said to him, All the power, all this power, all, no one, all. <laughs> hey. So, what did you say? All power. All power will I give thee and the glory of them. So there's a difference between having the power of something and having the glory of it. So the power and the glory, too many and <laughs> So, <laughs> and it's funny. For that is delivered unto me and to whosoever I will I give. So that is the reason why I'm saying that ever since you, you see, that is the reason why if you become a Christian, if you don't take care, you become the most poorest person in this life. You go to heaven like, all right, but you become the most poorest person in this life. So that's why many people are saying that, ah, I pray them who we are so. Then you come on, come on, come But, me ba, I It's because you are now an, uh, an enemy, you are a threat. Now you have the image of God. Now you are no part of us. You are no more a slave. Because this scripture that the devil said that all power is given to me, you know, and anyone that I want, you know, are those that he, he gives to those who are his slaves. And if you don't know God, if you are not born again, automatically you are a slave. <laughs> you are a slave to the devil. So you can be a Christian whom you have the power to become but you lack the power to overcome. Power with the likeness. When the devil, you see, what the devil doesn't like about me and you is that we have the likeness and the image of God. Because when he see you and me, me and you, he see God. And anytime when God wants to do something, you see, that, this is why you understand Amos chapter 3, verse number 7, that God will never do anything unless he, he reached his servant, the prophet. So he said that God will never do anything in this life unless he uses a man. He uses to a man. That's what the Bible said. That, the Bible said, and God couldn't cause rain in Genesis chapter 2 because there was no man to till the ground. So God is very mindful about man. 
Man is a porter that God used to communicate his creation. When the devil and other ones became rebel, yeah, man has been a porter of communication to God. So as you are in the image of God, and we, we are not created like the angels, we are created in the image. So the devil came to fight the image. He made us lose the image. But Jesus came to restore it. And Jesus said, no, now you are the image, you know. We, by the image that we gave to you, you know, we said that take dominion, be fruitful, multiply, subdue. All these people, all these people. Eh? When we read Genesis chapter 1, I said that you should rule over the fish of the sea. You see, there are fishes of the sea, but there is one particular fish in the sea. So, is it when you read this scripture very well? People, among function here, or see the fowl of the air. So, it's a said that there is a one particular fowl that controls the air. The fish of the sea. There is one particular fish. So, Oshesa meaning is talking about beings, and God was saying that we should rule over the fowl. So, which means that. Among all the spirit or the rulers of the earth, the one who rules, we originally we were supposed to what? Control them. The one who rules the sea, originally we were supposed to what? Control them. So that is what was given to what? The devil. That's what we call all power and the glory of them. Amen. So Genesis chapter 1, which God said that you should what? Rule over the fish of the sea. If you like, I am from with this scripture, no? And focus ye. If you read it, the Bible said that, and God blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth, have dominion over all the fish. It didn't say the fish is over. The fish. So which means there's one particular fish in the sea that controls the sea. <laughs> Over the fowl of the air, there's one particular fowl in the air that controls the air. Over every living thing that moves upon the earth. So it's a sign say, oh, Adebia etubia leo diodiano. Adebia won zoom yin bia yo diodiano. We should control all the that was there. The power to overcome your dominion, that was it. And this thing that I had a man, senior man. And you know, also chair say. The glory of them is given to me. So now it's battle. So in the process of having this power, number one, the word of God. Your word. The word test. You'll be tested. The word. You'll be tested. A choice between the word and power. A choice between the word and resources. A choice between. Because Jesus, resources, stone is a, is a sample of a resource. But Jesus neglected the stone to make him free. Because the government mama, government papa stone, not quite what turning with pan on with I'll forget it. Oh to me, I'll forget it. And he focused on what? The word. Because he wanted what? Power to overcome the devil. The next one was worship. <laughs> because you see what the devil had, what the devil. Apart from the word of God, apart from the, the word of God, if you are someone who genuinely, you, are gen, you genuinely want to worship God, the devil is afraid of you. 
Because he said that anyone that, he said that if thou, he said, whomsoever I will, I give. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be done. Bible said, Jesus answered and said, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it's written, Thou shalt not worship the Lord thy God, him alone. Amen. The yeah. devil is interested in our worship. He is interested about worship. He is interested about music. He is interested about thanksgiving. He is interested about praises. That's why he wanted to ascend to the throne of God so that we will worship him. He is interested about that. So if you genuinely, you see, there are many people. The reason why many Christians don't have the power to overcome that they genuinely they don't, they are not worshiping God. Genuinely, they are not worshiping God. There are many people in church genuinely they are not worshiping God. There are even many pastors in church genuinely they are not worshiping God. They are worshiping other things. Like you see a pastor, and a pastor is saying that uh, uh, I, I'm in the ministry because of business. Like I said, or the ministry not a business. Why, 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 why do you want to offer the poor? Because I, I want to be rich. <laughs> you are not worshiping God. And automatically, such people, eh, such people, they are serving the, the devil. Ignorantly, they don't know. Because in this life, it's either you worship God or worship the devil. You say, you say, don't worship any other God. So it's a sign that you can't worship any, any other. You can't even worship angel to God. No, worship him direct. Because he said that this is the hour. You should worship me in spirit. So worship me, worship me by your spirit and by my word. That's all. Worship Yes, so that is the reason why the power, no, to me, power, I am a for it because worship, true worship, we lack true worship. There's no true worship. There's no true worship. There's no true worship. There's no true worship. When someone is doing even something for, something for a church, now I'll share pastor. Oh, if you understand true worship, anything that you are doing, you don't want the pastor, you want God. And if you are also, you see, one of the things that make Samuel a dangerous prophet was that the Bible said that Samuel was always ministering to God before Eli. <laughs> Which means Samuel was always worshipping God before Eli. So when you come to church, it's not me, even here. It's not me. It's not because of me that you are here. If it's because of me that you are here, then you are, you, you are doing something demonic. You are following a demonic pattern. Amen. So the reason why it seems the church is powerless, that we cannot overcome. <laughs> the church is powerless. That we cannot overcome, that someone can come somewhere, can shut a pastor, and the pastor will not say anything. It's because we, we lack to worship. We like to worship. And ignorantly, many structures that we see as church are worshiping the devil. They are not worshiping God. So they lack, they lack the power to overcome. The power. 
The power to overcome is available. Let me pass that. It's available. Jesus, Jesus came and he took it. It's available. But God is looking for people who can, who can, who, who, who are well trained in such manner to possess that power. Because the way Jesus went through to possess that power, so one come here the power more the power now the power to destroy. You go look at Jesus who was full of power. Who didn't go to Saint Kwan first? I did with more and come and misuse the power. You see, because anything, 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 anything that you don't, you don't really sacrifice to have it, you misuse it. It's easy. If you like, check, let's group people, maybe 10, 10 people here, 10 people here. These people, they sacrifice to receive what they have. These people, they never sacrifice. It was given. Mohamed, we didn't do this. When you come back, you see that those who sacrifice to have it, I guess that's why it will take some time. But those who are giving, oh, Charlie, what are they be Yeah. So you see, Jesus went through all this to value the power that the Father is giving to him. And also for people to, men also to value the power that is also given. So that's what we go through. Through worship. Through worship. So number one, is when you are the word, the word, the word of God, <laughs> the word of God. So by the word of God, you have the power, the power to overcome. Amen. Amen. And the second one was worship, worship, true worship, true worship. So that's why I'm saying that you can be a Christian. So people, people don't understand the anointing, eh? the anointing of God is in dimensions. 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 Yeah. Dimensions. Recently, uh, I, I think a few months ago, the Lord gave me a, a book concerning an anointing. <laughs> when I was reading uh, a book written by Archbishop Dapodmos, this book, Wise as a Serpent. As I was reading the book, I got to a point that the Holy Spirit said, I pause. And I pause. And I said, You see, you see, this is a book. Wisdom. Wisdom is an anointing. The Buddha. Wisdom is an anointing. Wisdom is an anointing. It's, an, it's, a, it's, it's a special ownership on it. So anything that you do in this life is an anointing. Amen. Amen. So the purpose why Jesus went into the wilderness is the anointing to overcome. The anointing to be a... That's what I'm saying is that. So right now you understand why ever since you become a Christian, there are battles. Because the anointing that comes on you when you become a Christian is the anointing in Jordan. The anointing in Jordan. The anointing of a Christian. Jordan is a place of spiritual remnant. The anointing of a Christian. The anointing of a Christian is the anointing to have the image and the likeness of God. So every Christian, you have the image and the what? The likeness of God. And once the devil sees that you have this, he'll fight you. He'll fight you. So Lazarus, eh? Lazarus has the anointing to be a Christian, but he lacked the anointing to overcome. 
<laughs> Abraham, he had the anointing of a Christian. Many people don't know that Abraham was born again. I would say, and Abraham believed in God and was counted on him as righteousness. <laughs> Abraham had the anointing of a Christian. Then he had the anointing to overcome. That was, that was also the reason why he was rich. Yes. Because already, Abraham, he said, the Bible says, he showed him everything. He, showed him, he took him to the kingdoms of this world. At the moment of the time, the devil said unto him, all the power will I give thee. And the glory of them. All this power will I give thee. All, all. Everything. So there's, a, there's, a, there's an anointing. There's an anointing of prosperity. Amen. Amen. Yeah, there's an, there's an anointing that comes upon a Christian to do well. There's an anointing that comes on a Christian to, to have everything. So the blessings, the cars and everything, you need an anointing. That's why I keep on saying uh, this one, I'll keep on, I'll always be saying it, that when Jesus said that, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. He said that seek ye first the power of God, the anointing of God, and all other things will be added. Because the kingdom of God, the original Greek word is the word, the supreme power of God to rule. <laughs> the kingdom of God is far bigger than the kingdom of heaven, the kingdoms of this world, and the kingdom of darkness. Because it's by the kingdom of God that all these heavens, darkness, earth were established. Amen. So Jesus went into the wilderness because me and you, we have a wilderness. So have you seen that? Everything that Jesus was doing in this life, he was not doing it for himself. Me and you. He came to restore us to have the image of God. That's why you call him the second Adam. You see, people read Genesis or the Old Testament, and they also read the New Testament, but they don't understand the meaning. Now you understand that indeed Jesus is the second Adam. Amen. He's the second Adam. He's the second Adam because he came to redeem and restore us the image. As many as received, today he gave power to become the sons of God. That's birthright. And when you have, when, 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 when you are my son, or let's say when you are my daughter, my, my blood is in you, there will be some resemblance. So when Jesus came, as many as received, today he gave power to become the sons of God. Birthright, so he said that you have the image and the likeness. It's restored. But when he went to the wilderness, he went to the wilderness, so many people think that, oh, uh, uh, no. God is, not, God is not interested about taking you into the wilderness. God is interested about you going to the wilderness and making sure that that wilderness becomes your garden. <laughs> because it was already a garden. It was already a garden. And the first man made it a wilderness. And Jesus came. You see, when you check this scripture very well, after Jesus, the temptation of the devil, that is why he became, he said, that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He started beginning to build church. And the church is what? A garden. <laughs> because now, it is restored. So, 
what was happening here? You may, you may think that Jesus was in there, but spiritually things were happening. Spiritually, a garden was already built. Spiritually, dominion was, was taken from the devil. The dominion over the fish of the sea. <laughs> when, 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 when a marine spirit, <laughs> but God is saying that I've given you authority to have dominion over the fish of the sea. Meanwhile, when you go into the sea, there's not one fish. There are fishes. So why is that God was saying that the fish of the sea? Which there's, there's somebody who controls the sea. And God is saying, I'm giving you that dominion. And all this dominion was given to the devil. And he was telling Jesus, Master, the man. Opa, worship. And I'll give it to you. And that is the reason why many people are worshiping. They have joined some secret societies. They have joined some groups. And it's being given. By you that you say you worship God. No. no. It's a battle. It's a battle. And in the battle, no. And now anointing you we knew. I'm telling you, you see, Jesus has the before say or no cry or yet tempting or nango sanibu or moon. Because the Holy Spirit conceived him. And you know that about turning bread into Bawanye. So the, one of the things to have to, to have the anointing to overcome. To overcome everything is the word of God. Don't joke with the word of God. Let the word of God be the main thing in your life. And the second thing is that you need to have a true worship. True worship. Ah, you see, I'm telling you, where sometimes eh, we deceive ourselves as a church and we think that the light is becoming brighter and brighter. No. The light is, is, is becoming dimmer and dimmer. You think it is the heartbeat of God that he loses even one thing that he has created. So God doesn't want to lose anything. That's the reason why he brought all of us into the work. He said many are called. True worship. There's no true worship. No one, no one, no one is, is connected to the word again. Now people are connected to the power that want to turn the loaves to bread than the word of God. <laughs> is it not true? Because the power that turns loaves to bread than the word that gives life. So Jesus understood that. So alternate abode into bread. There's no life. There's no proper life. And Jesus also understood that if he worship this man, this man he has already been sacked. Yeah. So you see, obviously, for you to have the power, the power in the water is the word number one, number two, true worship. True worship. True worship. And when you say true worship, eh? A whole lot of your time, you, you yourself, the number of time you spend with God, how you treat the things of God, how you focus. You see, one of the people who, who walked with God in true worship was Abraham. Hey, the Bible said, and Abraham would go to a place called Sichem. 
You go to a place called Bethel. Bethel means the house, house of God. Sichem, uh, the place of fellowship. Hebron, the place of intimacy. And he built all these places where he went, he built altar. Abraham built altar. So that was the reason why when God was about even to destroy somebody, he would say that, Charlie, what I'm coming to do, should I tell this man or not? Because I know that this man, when it comes about worship, ah, only the fearful you now, they worship me. True worship, there's no true worship. You see, their parents go to church and leave the children in the house. A parent doing, uh, they come to church, they don't do anything in church. They don't do anything. They, they, there's nothing about, you see, true worship, eh? it's not about hallelujah. Those things, no, that's not true worship. <laughs> Coming to sing is not true worship. Your service. Because the singing now you are singing, is it a service? Or is it something you want people to see? So when your singing becomes a service, that's true worship. <laughs> so the service that you give to God, your service and your time you give to God, is what qualifies as what? True worship. And this will give you the power to overcome. Amen. Amen. This will give you the power to overcome. And the next one, the Bible says, And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, least at any time they, shall, they dash foot against a stone. And Jesus answered, Answering said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Yeah. Many people are tempting God. So, is it the power to overcome? The power to overcome. Jesus has to, number one, for you to have that power and change wilderness experience into a garden to come and build a church so that we have what we call Christianity. Uh, for Jesus to have that, number one, he took the word of God as the ultimate thing. Man shall not live by everything by the word of the Father. And number two, through worship. So if you want power, if you want power to overcome the word, through worship. There's no prayer at all. Right? There are some people, there are some people, their prayers is not it's not serviceable, it's noise. Noise making. <laughs> noise making. Noise making. They are making noise. Amen. True worship. True worship and the word. I'm telling you, the more you, you become addicted to the... You see, this one is saying this. This one is saying this. this one, but the word is saying this, so I believe the word. No matter what you say, this is what the word is saying, and I believe. Because the devil was saying, turn the lost to bread. And Jesus saw that, no, the lost can be bread. But still, he believed the word. True worship. And tempting God. Many people are tempting God. When you say you are tempting God, it's, it's whereby you are trying to tell God that do it and let's see. <laughs> Amen. Me, I've come to understand that there's not anything that God cannot do in this life. Doesn't have me and it doesn't exist here. And even there are things that God has already done that is not on this earth. I'm telling you, it's a secret. 
There are things God has done that you don't have any idea about it. And anything that you see in this life, God can do it. Anything. So, whatever someone is in a, a situation whereby, like you are murmuring, you are walking in doubt, I'm, 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 show, I'm showing you ways of tempting God. Doubting God. Doubting God. Unbelief. The Bible says that Jesus marveled when he saw their unbelief. And he couldn't do many miracles. Yes. You see, whenever you walk in doubt, whenever you walk in unbelief, whenever you force God, you, you, you force God to do things based on your timing and your priorities, you lose the power to overcome. You lose it. You lose the power to overcome. You lose the power to overcome. Because this thing, Jesus came and he went into that process. This was what Adam supposed to do. So, Luke chapter 4 is a fulfillment of Genesis chapter 3. Amen. Adam took a garden into a wilderness. Jesus took a wilderness back to a garden. That is the meaning. Adam, he took a garden of God into a wilderness. And Jesus brought that wilderness into a garden. And everything that he did is for me and you. So right now, when I'm talking about the four rivers, is there, it's in the garden. So that is the reason why people are fighting the church. Because when it comes, the four rivers is in the garden, and the, the church is the garden. The four rivers of God. The four rivers of God, which God put in the garden to bring rapid, to pass forth, to move in rapid, to be fruitful and to increase. The four rivers. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. So Jesus, the Holy Spirit was not just interested by just taking Jesus to the wilderness. No. Every day, every day. Anytime, time God is taking you through a wilderness experience, it's a sign that there's a garden, like there's, there's a, a wilderness uh, that's supposed to be a garden, which you yourself, you don't know. That's why God is taking you there, so that you make sure that that wilderness becomes what? So it's not, it's not like God is punishing you. <coughs> God is rather bringing restoration. That is the meaning of wilderness experience. And when you are going through that process, that is whereby the devil will what? Show up. The devil will show up anytime. Because the wilderness, when you come to the wilderness experience, it's a place whereby it's about changing things, power. It's, it's a place of wrestling. It's a place of battle. And the only thing the devil will, 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 will run away from you is when you are solid with the word. Because now you say to me, when someone when kokra devi devi osimasa to me no say oh manendane bread. Yes, and then America said it will come to a point whereby you have the ability to raise the dead, but the word will tell you that 
this one no reason. <laughs> God will tell you that this one don't raise and you will choose between the word of God and the raising of death to demonstrate that you have power yes and you see you will be I've realized that many many ministers or many great ministers who came and they went premature some of them they did errors which we were praising them, but in the sight of God, I was not happy with them. Amen. Amen. So I want you to understand that when it comes to the word of God, everything should run away. Because the word of God is full of life. Because when God told uh, Saul to kill, he knew that a time is coming, there will be a Goliath. <laughs> There will be a Goliath too. And you see, those things that, those gods and all these things that God was commanding them to do, and they, they came and grew up, Goliath, God, uh, Dagon, all those foreign gods. God knew that they would come. Instead of destroy them, but they never follow. So many a times, people find it difficult when God is giving instruction. Because many a times, the, 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 the instructions of God or the words of God, it doesn't suit as compared to our life. It doesn't suit the way. And the problem is that we, we, we don't go to God to ask him who we are. That's one of the problems. We don't go to God to ask him who we are. Because he is the, he, he is the one who carries our manual. And on him, gentia was as we so. So we just choose because we see that this one is doing this. This one is going this way and it's working, so we should go there. No, it's not the place where you see someone going that. You, you go, that it will work for you. There, there, are some, there, there, there will be someone, maybe I can greet apostle and I will bless. You will come and greet apostle, you will be cursed. <laughs> yes, you will be cursed. <laughs> so that is the reason why you need the leading of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness so that our garden will be restored. Amen. Amen. So that we have the power, the anointing to overcome. Hallelujah. Amen. And from today you are going to overcome. Amen. I say from today you are going to overcome. Amen. Because you are going to, you see, from today some of you, your, your, your desire for the word of God is going to be so strong. Amen. Your, your, your attempt for true worship is going to be strong. Amen. And from today, no more doubting. Amen. Don't give place for doubting. Amen. Don't give place for unbelief. Amen. Yes. You see, you shouldn't serve God because he's doing something. Serve God because he's God. Whether God bless you or God doesn't bless you, he's God. <laughs> you should have this mindset. And you see, People who have the mindset that whether God bless them or God doesn't bless them is God, are those that God bless them. Yeah. If you have a mindset that Namu Shiramu, where Shiramu we in? Because God have, I guess I'm not going to say, oh no, me Shiramu Chakwa, you worship me, so it's better I bless you there. I take the glory. Amen. Amen. Never thank God. Never thank God. Never allow any condition. To make you thank God. Sometimes you can thank God by words. The words you say. You can thank God by the words you say. You can thank God by the way you think. 
You need to be very careful. You can tell God by the, even the association you keep. You need to be very careful. You shouldn't tell God. You shouldn't tell God. God will always be God. And we will always be men or women. God will always be God. God will always be God. Hallelujah. So don't allow your situation or what you are going to to make you tell God. Don't allow situation. Because there's nothing new under the sun. And there's nothing that you are going through that no one. You see, anything you are going through in this life, someone went through. Anything. It's just like before someone goes to university, someone has already gone to Kwame. Before people were coming to Kwame, there were some pioneers. They were first students of Kwame. So it's a sign that anything you go through or any office you enter, someone has already entered there. Any place, anything you are going through. And if the people went through and succeeded, it's a sign that if you keep on, as the Bible says, fighting a good fight of faith, if you focus on God, if you make the word of God, you see, don't joke with the word of God. There's something about the word of God. Because what I'm, what the teachings and the mysteries that I'm revealing is by the same word of God. I didn't learn it from anywhere. No one is the same word of God by the influence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's let's be on our feet as we are closing. Let's be on our feet as we are closing. I want you to just pray. I want you to just pray. You have understood that the reason why Jesus 